0: Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody. It is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. Really happy about tonight. We've got Trey Barksdale joining us. Trey is a 23 uncommitted. Hey, Trey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for being on the show. So happy to talk with you. Why don't you introduce yourself? Maybe tell us where you go to high school, GPA. How'd you get into baseball? Just give us
1: a little rundown. Um, I'm Trey Barksdale. I'm a recent high school graduate from St. Peter's Prep out of New Jersey. I graduated with a 4.1 GPA. And um, baseball is just something that my dad basically raised me on. as his favorite sport. So I just grew up watching it and practicing with him.
0: Hey, man, I love that. That's what always happens. I love the – you kind of put a little touch on it right there. It was your dad's favorite sport. Is it your favorite
1: sport? Um. I like basketball the most, but I'm a smaller guy, so baseball just – I kind of picked it and ran with it. Hey, I
0: hear you, Trey. Sounds like you're kind of an all-around athlete.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So with
0: baseball, what position do you play? And uh, really, what are some of your strengths and maybe
1: a couple things that you're trying to work on? Um, I played third base from high school. I played second base for travel. Um, hitting is my strength, it's always been. But something I've been working on is just becoming a more experienced infielder since I didn't start playing the infield other than first base until high school just because I grew up severely overweight, so I just mainly played first base. Okay, I got
0: that. Well, give us some measurements now. You said you weren't tall enough to play basketball, and you were stuck on first base when you were younger. So right now, give us a height and weight. Right now, I'm about 5'8", 175. Gotcha. And you say hitting is your strength. Is that you're like a really good contact hitter, good average, gap to gap, power hitter? Like, what's your Uh, strength?
1: I say gap to gap with power and just rarely striking out when I'm on. I love that, man. Good vision. Good hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, everybody
0: that's joining tonight, thank you so much. We're absolutely thrilled to have you here. If you get in late, don't worry about it. We record this space, and we're going to tweet it out later in its entirety. We're talking with 23 uncommitted Trey Barksdale. And, uh, Trey, why don't, you, uh, why don't you kind of give us an idea? You know, you've been playing baseball for a long time now, and it sounds like you've just kind of improved your game consistently year over year. So what is it that you do that, that keeps you motivated, kind of keeps you pushing yourself to get better what is it you're doing
1: um like i said growing up overweight i felt like i was so far behind everybody athletically just from my youth and just being behind so i always felt like i had to work so much harder just to not only catch up to my peers but then be better than them so it's always like i always feel like i'm the underdog because i'm undersized or i was overweight so i was always last picked or overlooked just due to my stature that i always felt i had to go extra and improve myself as far as my ability
0: Man, I get that. Chip on your shoulder, you had something to prove. Always. Man, I love that. So I know that you've probably had some really memorable moments on the field and, and big-time achievements. But if you could think of any one in particular, what would it be? And then kind
1: of give us a sense, Trey, maybe what did you learn from it? Um, honestly, I would say my last summer before the injury is probably my most memorable one. Just because that's the absolute best team I've ever played on. We've probably had 10 guys commit Division One, And, you know, I'm a smaller guy. We, I'm 5'8", but the team is full of 6'4", studs. Like, on paper, I, I don't fit the team at all. But I batted second through fourth the entire summer and just had a great summer. We went, we went down south. We had a great time playing against some of the best teams in the country. And it was that was probably the best period of my life.
0: Man, that's exciting. I got to tell you, Trey, you brought up a couple of things. So I, I may have failed to say this earlier. You're from New Jersey. Yes. All right. And you said your travel team, this was summer before last. So that was summer of 2021. So you had just finished your sophomore year going into your junior year of high school. Would that yes. be right? I got you. All right. And then when you say you were going down south. Were you playing mostly like perfect game type tournaments where you were, you know, like in Atlanta
1: and then coming down into Florida as well? We went um, PBR National Championship at Lake Point. Then we went to BCS and Fort Myers. Then we went back to Georgia for WWBA.
0: Oh, those are big time, huge tournaments. No question about it.
1: What do you mind if I ask you, what travel team was that? That was five star Northeast. It was mostly New York, New Jersey and Pennsylvania kids. Gotcha. Five stars got a great
0: reputation. It's got a national reputation, actually. Yes. All right. The last thing kind of stuck out that you said in there, you said that was the summer before you were injured.
1: So what happened there? Um, Going into my junior year, the third game of the season, I was playing with a broken handmaid bone, but I didn't know it was officially broken, so I was just playing through the pain. But then eventually I pushed it out of place and I completely – messed it up so it was crushed the hemi bone was completely crushed to the point where they couldn't fix it It had to just be removed and i was out from april all the way to the beginning of august man that had to be just a stunning blow
0: to you absolutely so you didn't i mean obviously you knew you were hurt but you had no idea the extent of the injury no the doctor says he doesn't even know how i played
1: that long through it do you know or could you guys figure out when it happened I knew the exact moment. It was in February when I broken it, but I was just playing through it. What what happened? Um, I was I was uh, just doing hitting with my friend, but I always like to put the hack like all the way up just to test the velo, just because then the game becomes easily. So um, I remember I swung and missed, and I just felt like something like pop in my hand. But I wasn't really like pain too much too. I kind of just thought like it was just sore, so I kind of shut it down for the day. And as I was swinging, like it would stay sore, but eventually the season had started and I was competing for a starting spot, so I wasn't just gonna come out now. So I was just continuing to play, continuing to play, and then eventually in April I swung, and like on the backswing, the knob pushed the bone out of place. Unbelievable, man! That sounds, ex-
0: <laughs> honestly, that sounds extremely painful. You know, if and, and you to be dealing with that for a couple of months before you just really put yourself in a position that there was no weight, you probably couldn't
1: even grip anything. I Eventually, mean, I couldn't open my hand or close. I actually actually after I heard it, I went to go grab my glove to go back out to the field and I couldn't squeeze the glove. So I took myself out of the game. That was the first time I've ever taken myself out of the game, man. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us.
0: I know that couldn't be easy, but you have had a full recovery since. Yes. All right. I am interested, you know, going a little off track here. How, what was the, uh, what was the physical therapy, the recovery? Did you, you had surgery where you said, I think you must've had surgery because they actually removed the bone. And then, you know,
1: how did you get yourself back into playing shape and how long did it take? Um, so we went to the emergency room afterwards. They said it wasn't broken. So I actually had a cast on just like a, as if it was a sprain for the next two weeks or whatever. So then I go to a specialist and they find out like, dude, your hand is broken. So um, I ended up not getting the surgery until a month after in May, which is really what took me to take even longer to heal just because Mm -hmm. I went so long with it being broken. And so I end up not starting physical therapy until the end of May just because I had to have stitches and I couldn't work out because of the sweat and all that stuff. And then obviously I had to learn how to use my hand all over again. I couldn't. Open air, close it. So the grip strength was all was. I had to start back basically from ground zero.
0: That's unbelievable, dude. So essentially, you literally missed your entire junior year of high school, and, and I've got to believe you missed your your junior year of travel
1: ball as well that summer. Yes, I didn't. My my first game back was August fourth.
0: Okay, August fourth of twenty three.
1: Of 22.
0: I mean, 22. We hadn't even yes. gotten to August 4th of 23, have we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking into the future. All right. That's outstanding. Hey, I'm going to table a little of that because I, I definitely kind of want to come back to that. But as, as I'm thinking about your introduction again and uh, your GPA, you graduated with a 4.1, outstanding GPA. So how, how were you able to balance your academics for 40 years because you were playing a ton of baseball and then – you were really going through a lot of rehab. That takes just a ton of work. How did how were you able to balance both and and kind of keep your your sanity about baseball, you know, in, in recovering and still have a four point one?
1: Um. So basically, uh, my dad just always preached like, if you're a smaller guy, so you gotta fi- you gotta be- find a way to g- make it to college campus. You know, if you don't cost us any money, then that's how you get on the roster. So that's what he's always preached to me since I was young. And then once I was a sophomore, I started being recruited by Princeton and Columbia. And I knew my goal was to go to Princeton and play baseball as a Jersey kid. It's right there. So once that kind of like clicked in, like, wow, this can really be a reality for me, I really started taking school even more serious just because I knew the academic requirements I would need to get into Princeton. So then at that point, that was the main focus. But then after I got through my junior year, I just wanted to graduate with a 4.0 GPA wow, that was just like a goal for me. Cause I already went three years with it, man. I got to tell you, that's outstanding
0: right there. And so, uh, so you had, you were definitely looking at the Ivy schools, Ivy schools
1: were looking at you as well. Yes. Okay. And, and did you have any offers? Um, not officially just because the goal was to be seen as that summer got because that was like junior years. That's when most Ivy leagues really start to recruit, but i been in contact with like the coaches, like multiple coaches were reaching out to Princeton for me and other schools. So but it just really hurt that Northeast schools don't really start getting recruits committed until that junior year summer. Sure. Devastating timing, honestly,
0: you know, so let me ask you something during your, during your career, even the rehab, were there any particular players or coaches that were really
1: influential as far as your development? Um, Absolutely. Uh, my, my, Travel ball coach from that 2021 summer, he basically has kept my head in it through it all, just from, like, being more uh, more so a friend and helping me with off-field stuff and just checking in on me. Um, My infield coaches from Zone Sports, uh, I'm not sure if you know Duke Baxter and Steve Nickrack, but they're pretty famous, honestly. People have come all over the country to come train with them. So just them kind of just checking in on me. And then when I was back to playing, they've kind of just helped me stay in good spirit, just being around them in their facility. Um, my high school coach, Coach Will Mendez, he was checking in on me here and there, just kind of seeing how things were going. He was very helpful. So it was a, it was a bunch of people. Baseball has definitely helped me as I've built a whole bunch of connections. I made a whole bunch of connections and built relationships with people. Sounds good. So
0: yeah, it sounds like you absolutely have your your travel ball coach. Uh, you didn't mention his name. I'd like to definitely give him credit as well. Oh, uh, C.J. Goldenbaum. Goldenboom, Okay, man, I tell you, that's four impressive guys that you just talked about, and it's incredible. I mean, you know, baseball is such a fraternity, you know, and and when you surround yourself with good people, it's incredible that they're not only just knowledgeable about the game and and how to help you to get better, but they're just You know, it sounds like you got really fortunate. You're just around like really good people as well. You know, they offer so much more than just baseball. Yes. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that you really need when you're, when you're kind of rehabbing and coming back from a situation, you know, to, to, to kind of keep you on your, um, guys kind of keep you on your bright side and keep you moving and positive going forward so very very fortunate you have really done a nice job surrounding yourself with top-notch quality people great high school uh travel team that you were playing with and then just really really good people too so hey uh tonight again thank you so much for joining we absolutely appreciate it uh we're talking with trey barksdale he's 23 graduate he's up in new jersey um, if you did uh, join late, I mentioned that we record this space, and one of the reasons we record it is we turn it into a podcast, and that podcast is the Now D1 Speak show, and it is literally on every platform that's out there, and uh, it's really gotten quite popular, too, you know, and it's one of these situations where you have an opportunity as an uncommitted to really kind of highlight your achievements both on the field and off the field as well. And what I've come to learn in doing this series is that coaches are really absolutely interested in, in who you are off the field, you know, and this kind of gives you that, that voice and gives you the opportunity to say who you are. So Trey, let me ask you, kind of go back to uh, thinking about the games and so forth. And again, it's another one of these mental pieces because it's incredible to me just how mental baseball is, but when you're getting ready for a game, you know, how do how do you really get yourself dialed in? You know, is there a, some switch that you like to flip? Do you have a regular routine? Do you have some kind of special uh, tricks that you like to do? What is it that gets you game ready and you're
1: just zoned in? Um. So the day before, I, like the night before, I normally like to do like a deep stretching just to make sure the body feels right, everything's moving how it's supposed to. And then the day of game, I always like to hit before just so I can kind of fine tune the swing because part of my swing and like how my dad kind of preached me was just being able to kind of tell the ball where you want it to go. So like when I get in that groove and I'm able to know exactly where I want the ball to go on which swing and everything, I know that when I'm, that I know that's when I'm ready and then I feel like I can basically hit anybody. So that's just getting before the games. That's really important to me. Hey, can I ask you about that again? And I really like that. I want to make sure I kind
0: of get that quote right. Something your dad instilled in you is telling the ball where to go.
1: What, t- talk to us about that. Um, it's just like when you when you face high-level guys, you're not always going to be able to put a perfect swing on the ball every time, but it's more so still about having good direction, having the right bat path. So just because it's inside pitch and you necessarily get beat doesn't mean you can't kind of preset where you want to look before the pitch. So it kind of takes that away to where you're kind of already dialed in and at that point it's just executing. Whereas if you're kind of going with no plan and no – like you're trying to do too many things at once, and it's not really – it's kind of hard to be successful with that approach.
0: Man, I really appreciate you walking through that, and I can relate to that too. I mean, that's really honestly why you put in the hours and hours and hours of practicing. You know what I mean? Where, where you know, if you're working with the hitting coaches, you're kind of saying tell the ball where to go. If you're hit working with a hitting coach and they're dialing your swing in, the last thing you want to do when you get into the batter's box is be thinking about the mechanics of your swing. You know what I mean? At that point you've already done the work. Now you've just got to react and play the game. And and it sounds like instead of just relying on the reaction piece, you're putting together a, a thought process of, where you want to hit the ball. And you're not worried about the physical ability of hitting it anymore, what it is that you're supposed to do to be able to hit it. Instead, it becomes just all mental at that point. I love that. That is high level right there, Trey. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so cool that your dad said that. I wish I'd thought about that to tell my son that and really kind of preach it and be able to show it to him. That's so cool. Love it. That is a really, really good comment. So, Trey, let me ask you. Now, you know, sitting here thinking about where you were, uh, the, the level of play that you were at, the unfortunate timing of an accident uh, or an injury, the rehab that you've gone through, where are you in your goals? You know, like what are, you, what are the really short term goals that you've got maybe for the remainder of, of this calendar year? And then what is it that you're trying to achieve and where do you want to be, you know, over the next two to five years
1: um hopefully if I can find a program that fits me academically and athletically then that's definitely a goal but the thing that I really want to do is I'm going to school to be a physical therapist just because I've been hurt in my career and I think that's what's going to make me a good physical therapist just because most coaches aren't don't really know how the body's supposed to work which leads to injuries and then most Trainers, they never really played, so they don't really, they can't really relate to the players. So since I'll be able to have that background, I think that that's what's going to help me like further my career. As I want to have my own PT and baseball spot, just so I can have the same impact on the next generation that my coaches have had on me. So,
0: heck yeah, man, those are great. Those are absolutely fantastic goals, and I can appreciate that. One, you got the grades for it already, and now you have kind of got the uh, the the real world experience to tie you to it. I can only imagine. You know, 20 years from now, you know, you having a conversation with an athlete, regardless of sport and whatever they're going through, you can so relate to them and have that empathy and kind of truly say, hey, I've been where you are. And this this is what's going to help you to get better. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that. So let me ask something. Generally speaking, you know, if you if you want to play at the next level, you kind of need to still go through that recruiting process. Can you kind of give us a sense of where you are in regards to uh, um, being recruited? And then when you made the comment about if it's the right school academically as well, kind of give us a feel for that too. I mean, is that, you know, are, are you still looking toward an Ivy League are you looking for maybe a larger state school, small private school, going out of state? It doesn't matter. Just what's a what's the right school as well? Not the name of the school, but just kind of the, the general
1: environment. OK, so if I'm being completely honest, based off like the ups and downs throughout the recruiting process and just like my situation, I really thought I was going to be done with baseball. So I had committed to go to LSU as just a student but playing this high school season out and having success against people that were committed, it kind of made me realize, like, I still am good enough to keep playing. And it's not like I, I'm just – I i didn't put the work in and I, I wasn't blessed enough to have the opportunity to keep playing. So that's what really made me want to still keep going. But So I didn't start working with Coach Jackson, who was a recruiting guy, until probably the middle of June. So he's kind of got me connected with schools – um mostly with junior colleges and post grads and some schools but it's just really late in people's process so it's just trying to find someone who has room for me and then not because tr- you don't want to try to force a fit and be somewhere where you're not wanted at the end of the day because while you have to put the work in and improve yourself if it's not the right fit then it's just leading to more headaches and it's not, it wouldn't be the right experience for sure.
0: I could, I hear you there. Very, very mature attitude that you've got. So let me ask you a, a couple of things about that. LSU. How, wow. How would a new Jersey kid start picking out LSU as a student only? How,
1: how did that come about? Okay. So LSU, was like always a dream school of mine and I actually got half off tuition just because of my grades but CJ Goldenbaum is close with one of the coaches on LSU staff and he was trying to see if there's a way where I could possibly work with the baseball team. And if so that's he kind of was trying to get that rolling for me. Cause I told you me and Coach Goldenbaum, we talk regularly. He's, he's helped me just as a person more so even after I've been done playing with him. Mm-hmm. So that makes all the sense in the world. I mean I can absolutely see
0: that. It makes tons of sense. And and you think about it too, I mean Hey, one half off on the, on the academic piece, you know, I mean, getting a ton of money right there. And then, you know, Hey, division one school, 11.7 scholarships. Right. And then you've got a roster of 35, 36 guys, you know, there's guys that are out playing for LSU. Look at the year LSU just had that are not on scholarship, uh, uh, athletic scholarship. So that makes a ton of sense. I understand now why you were looking at, at going into LSU. Now let me ask you about Coach Jackson. How – you know, Coach Jackson, for the people that are listening, that, that maybe not, they don't know who he is, the guy's got a great reputation. He is in – he's either in Charlotte, North Carolina, or just outside, but he's in North Carolina and um, absolutely has a great reputation. Fantastic kids play with him. They go on to the next level. I mean, he's, he's definitely got a, uh, his act together. How did you
1: find – Coach Jackson, how did that relationship come about? Um, Just through Twitter, actually. So another coach from Voorhees College actually recommended me to him, and he said that he had a recruiting site and a bunch of kids go on to play at the next level. So we talked it over on the phone, and he had good energy, so I I trusted him. I love
0: that. So how long have you been kind of working or playing with uh, Coach Jackson? Um probably around a month i got now. you okay all right and i i, t- I gotta tell you i've actually had the opportunity to meet a couple of the coaches from um Voorhees. i mean they're great guys you know coach o'neill and then uh coach cunningham i mean those are two great guys right there and i they have a ton of energy just like coach jackson as well these are people that you can't help but get excited or you know when you get around them, you get excited Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Hey, uh, before we end it tonight, I I also want to anybody else that's listening, if you're uncommitted and you're a 23, 24, 25 graduate or junior college and and you're just looking for another opportunity, man, and you would want to be a part of this um, environment please reach out to me. I'm on Twitter. Um, My Twitter is at now underscore D one. Please contact me. I will tell you that our July schedule is booked. Might have one day left in July, but our August is open. And and we're going to keep doing this series. We'll finish up the summer and probably run it into the fall. So I know we could work something out. I'd love to have opportunity to tell it to you and, and and have same type of conversation that we're having tonight with Trey. So, Trey, let's kind of end it with this. You know, you've been through a lot, and you've got a lot of experience now, and a lot of world, real world experience. If you could give some advice to somebody a little bit younger than you, younger than you, that was really looking and thinking that they want to make baseball a big part of their life, and, and maybe a part of their life when they get to college, what kind of advice would you give that young athlete?
1: Um, I would say. Go out and play against people that are better than you just so you can kind of see what they do in their game and how you can benefit from it because I feel like while everybody wants to achieve success, it's kind of like pointless for you to just constantly dominate your area. You kind of have to go out there and be in uncomfortable environments because that's really when you learn the most about yourself and it just makes you always hungry to keep working harder. That's great advice. And that's coming—that's
0: definitely coming from somebody that had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, felt like they had to play for something that you know when they they were around guys that were better than them. I think that's fantastic advice right there. Hey, uh, I got to tell you, you know Trey, I really enjoyed this evening getting to know you. I found out a lot of things that I, I certainly didn't know, and uh, I think you got a ton on the ball. You're, there's no doubt that you're smart. You've got the grades that are smart, but uh, you've just got a great personality. You got a great way with words. You're able to communicate and really kind of share what it is that that not only what you've been through, but really what your goals and aspirations are. And uh, you just got a lot of energy about yourself as well, Trey. And, and, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this evening. I certainly have. Thank you for having me. I really did enjoy No myself. doubt about it. Hey, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that uh, tomorrow night, if anybody's interested, definitely come back. We're going to have Jaden Tucker on. Jaden is a 24. He's uncommitted. He's out of the state of Ohio. And uh, I – I kind of lost my train of thought there for just one quick second, Trey, because I wanted to end this thing is, you know, I'm sitting here, if I'm going to tell somebody younger than me advice now, I'm just going to tell them, you know, tell the ball where to go. That's always going to be kind of my advice. And so I'm going to say, Hey, tell the
1: ball where to go. <laughs> uh, more so put it this way. Don't, don't wonder if you're going to hit the ball. No, you're going to hit the ball, but more so worry about where you're going to hit it.
0: Man, I can't think of a better way to end the scene. than that right there, Trey, that was outstanding. Hey, thanks again for being here, man. I really enjoyed it, and I'm going to have my eye on you. I'm looking for you to have just a ton of success in whatever it is that you're doing going forward. So, again, hey, thank you very much, Trey. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to end it here tonight. Good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution. Trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.